All right, all right. What it do, what it is, what it ain't, what it's going to be. Hey, 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 hey. It's another episode of Jazzy and Facts on Wax. Who we got? Special guest DJ. Who we got? DJ Infamous. Talk to me. me. (laughs) Talk to me, Infamous, please. What's up, DJ Infamous? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? I can't complain. You know, uh, I'm still working from the crib and still quarantining. Yes, sir. I'm still, I'm still, even though you know, I know Atlanta's kind of open, but you know, kind of. Yeah, well, it's wide open. Wide so, open. You know, I'm still, you know, like I did my first party last week for the first time in four months. Wow. How did that feel? Uh, How did it feel? How did it feel? Yo, you know what's crazy? I thought I was like going to the party. I thought I was gonna feel like, dang, I ain't DJed a party in like four months. I hope I'm still the same. Infamous. I hope <laughs> I can still. No, you still the same. You but still then the once same. I started DJing, it was just like it's like riding a bike. Yeah, because, you know, I'm on the radio every day. So, when you you know, as far as the music, it ain't, like, too far off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt good, but I ain't going to front. I was watching everybody around me, though, like. Hold on, hold on. Who's coming in the DJ booth right now? Wait yeah, a minute. Oh. yeah, all of that. All of okay. that. Yeah. And then, like, like, say, like, if somebody I really knew that I ain't seen in a while, I end up, like, dapping them up, and then my assistant would, like, Hit me on the hit me on the shoulder and like he'll be like, yo, let me get that yeah, hand, yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah, he sanitizer, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. so like we, me and my sister, we both kind of been on it, you know what I'm saying? Like that night, every time I dab somebody up, he was like, sanitize that, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hell <laughs> you know, yeah. So we good. That's what you pay them for. That's what you pay people for. You know, it's good Back. to have good people like that on your team too. Facts. Yeah. Who is DJ Infamous? Where you from? You from Atlanta? Well, I'm originally from Lansing, Michigan. Yes, sir. Same place Magic Johnson from Denzel Valentine. He plays for uh, I think the Bulls or somebody. I, I ain't been yes, sir. Up, yeah, man. I'm from a small city, man. Lansing, Michigan, man. And um, I started DJing at 12 early, man. Like uh, the movie Juice. Even though the movie Juice came out a little earlier than when I started DJing, mm-hmm. that movie Juice kind of inspired me to want to DJ. Like just seeing this guy with these turntables and the impact he had in that movie. And then just watching Rap City all the time. And yeah. just, I'm just like, dang, the, the guy that's playing the music is, it looked cool, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I, I wanted to be, the, go to the NBA all that with basketball and shit, but I ain't gonna lie, with, when I saw the DJ, I, I was like, yo, maybe this is something that I could really do and excel on. Because, you know, I, was, I mean, at 12, I was realistic with myself. Like I wasn't starting on every team I played. You know, I played because yeah. my friends played. So, at that age, it was kind of like you knew who was even going in the middle in middle school who the star basketball players was, the football player, you know, the, the favorites. Right, right, right. And I wasn't really known for nothing. I was known for my mom was a teacher, mm-hmm. and in my neighborhood, everybody in the neighborhood had my te- my mom as a student. I mean, as my mom as a teacher. So teacher, I was right? like, I was known as Miss Donald's son up until the DJing came. You know what I'm saying? So was DJ uh, Infamous, your first DJ name. Yo, real talk, it was the, okay, it's my first name, but I, I had every intention on changing it. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm in eighth grade, I'm about to DJ my first party, and I had no name. So my homeboy was like, yo, you can't go, you ain't got no name, yo. I'm like, I know. So he was like, you can't go into the party without, you know, a name, like, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I bet. So I had a couple records laying around, um... A friend of mine gave me, sold me his turntables, which was shitty, but they was they worked. They worked. They worked. They worked. And gave me like a crate of records. So that was my first record. So I'm going through the records 
looking at labels, titles of the records, the artists, just for like a dope name. It was right. like, I was thinking of, like the first five was like, was it was, was DJ Smooth, DJ Vicious. Okay. DJ Cal Don, because my name is Calvin Donald, so was, we just yeah. shorted to Cal Don. Cal Don, that would have been hard yeah. though. Cal Don would have um, been hard. It was a, it was DJ Mob, DJ Deep, because I had some Mob Deep records. Yes, sir. And then the one that stood out was on the infamous Mob Deep single that I had. The infamous sounded dope. Yes. So I was like, I'm gonna go with infamous for the night. You know what I'm saying? And then I had every intention on changing it. And then I, I did the party. And then after the party, like a couple people in school that Monday called me infamous. Okay. So I Thank was you. like, and I didn't even know these kids neither. These two kids, I didn't even know them. They just came to me, yo, infamous DJ infamous, right? Yo, good good party on uh, Saturday. And I'm just like, oh, you must have rocked. What, what year? What was this? What grade? What grade? I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. I was in eighth grade. You must have rocked. No, the, the the way I got the party was it was my best friends. Okay, we we was uh I think we was I think we I think it was like a we got on the honors. It was something in the middle of school year where it was we got on the honor roll or something to where his mom and dad let him throw a party. Yeah. Which now check this out. It's eighth grade. We got ninth graders and tenth graders coming to an eighth grade party, yo. Y'all going was crazy. crazy. Y'all going crazy. Crazy. So that was my first party, and he paid me twenty dollars. Wow. Twenty bucks. No, his parents paid me twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. He didn't pay you. Nah. The parents paid you. Because he was, you know, just the same as today. He looking at it like, yo, you my best friend. You gonna charge me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, I gotta bring all this equipment. I got a crate of records. I got speakers. Y'all give me something. So right. he gave his, his, his mom gave me thirty. I DJed from nine p.m. to one a.m. The fact that you still remember that—that's amazing. And you still yeah. using turntables because you said you had to bring the crates in. Yeah, I, I was you know using all that. Like, and and the thing about it is, G, I didn't even know how to play. I didn't even know how to DJ. Like, I I just played whatever I had that was popular. Wow. So if I if, if, if in that crate that homie gave me, yeah, I didn't even who was homie? Who was homie though? Because you gotta respect the homie. Oh, who his name is his name is DJ Cut Nice. He's he lives in Lansing, Michigan. Cut Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a whole bunch of CDs from my sister. Right. So a lot of the popular records I ain't even bought yet. So I had to use a CD player, which you push the eject button, the CD comes out and put Come the out, CD yeah. in, push play, and that's and then I go on. Then when I want to use the turntables. I switched the knob to to phono, then then yeah. I went back to yeah. CD line, line in, line it, yeah. Phono. yeah. I had to do it like back and forth, and like you got to think, I'm blending with the record, trying to at least, but I can't blend with the CD because the CD, yeah, it's just play, stop, fast forward, and rewind. That was it. That's crazy. And it was connected to like you know the tape deck and all that other yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that your really first cool. DJ equipment? Like that's what you rolled around with? <laughs> yeah, the first time I was a, uh, I had two Radio Shack, Radio Shack. Ra oh, 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 Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Everybody gotta understand, like, they don't know the importance of Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Jazzy, he it said, it saved Radio my life Shack. Saved my life, yo. Saved my life. A hundred percent. I was in, when I started DJing, I was in Radio Shack maybe three times a week. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I wasn't even driving yet, yo. Tell your mom, run me to Radio Shack real quick. 
Boy, wow. you was just there two so days your, ago. Like, no, look, I your parents, so your parents embraced what you was doing. It wasn't like no feedback, like no, like what are you doing? Like it was like, no, nah, you want to do this? Like cool. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that was different was the noise and you know from the speakers being loud. Other than that, they was just turn like, it down. No. Just turn it down. That's it. Other than that, they was like, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he in the house. He's safe. Mm -hmm. he, it got his attention. Like. I was my, like my, growing up, my, my mom was heavy on school. You know, she's a teacher. Yeah. So it, it would be like, I come home from school, get on the turntables, yeah, your homework done? Nah. All right, well, cut all that off, turn all that off, get the homework done. Yeah. And she kept doing it every day. So then, like, maybe like a month later, I said, yeah, I'm tired of that. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to come home, do all my work. Get it out the way. Get, yeah, get it busy. By the time she came, yo, yo, everything's done. Mom, you can check it. You can run through it. It's, it's already in your bedroom. You can just go ahead and check it. Because I'm wow. trying to learn, at this point, I'm trying to learn how to, how to blend. Like, I'm basically mimicking what I see on TV. So if I've seen Kid Capri do it or something, whatever, yeah, then I'd be like, okay, I got to try to mimic that sound. But then yeah. I'd be like, okay, what record did he have? Oh, that was from that record. Okay, so now I got to buy that record to mimic that sound that he did. And that's how I started DJing. That's how I learned how to mix, mm -hmm. scratch, do tricks by watching. I didn't, nobody that's taught crazy. me. That's crazy. Nobody taught me shit. I did, oh, can you curse on here? I'm sorry. No, of course, please. Okay, please. Okay. Say more. Yeah, no, Say nobody more. taught Say me more. shit. Like I, I learned everything from watching and listening. And I yeah. can confront, I'm gonna tell you, I learned how, I learned how to count BPMs Shit, I just learned that shit probably what? Shit, four years ago? <laughs> Count, like just the manual way. The manual way. Yeah. That's crazy. Infamous. That's, it's an ear thing, it's an ear oh, thing. Listen, I, listen what, what, if somebody, if you was to have, if you was to play uh, Migos Bad and Bougie, right? Yeah, yeah. At the time, I couldn't tell you what BPM it was. I'd have right. to ask somebody or use the Serato. Mm -hmm. Like this is like three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never learned. Yeah. Never learned, yo. Never learned. Never took the time. I mean, I was DJing. So you who was so who like, was who was who's considered your OGs like for the per like so if nobody never really taught you, like it had to be somebody that like, okay, just at least like just come open up for me or come do something for me. nobody. None of that. Like I'm from Lansing, Michigan, and the and the DJs that were above me, they were they were already like 10, 15 years older than me already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I'm 12, they're already- They weren't trying to embrace you. They weren't trying to embrace you at all. It, it wasn't that. It was just it wasn't... different ages. Yeah, one I... with different ages. So you got, that's, that's like me. I'm about, to be, I'm about to be 38, right? That's like me talking to a, a 15 year old. Like, no, I can't do that. I got to talk to the parents first. I just, like, I just, like, you know, back, this is back in the 90s, you know what I'm it's, saying? It's, it's saying, totally like, different times. Totally different times. So now, yeah, oh, you want to learn how to DJ? Okay, let me get with your parents just to be respectful and then mm -hmm. teach you yeah. whatever. whatever. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't, nobody was kidding with no 12-year-old. Yeah, right. yeah. No, and respectfully, it was, it was not, I didn't take no offense to it because I was just like, yo, they're mad older than me. Like, mm -hmm. like my, man, my man cut nice that sold me his turntables. He was in college by the time I even got to really start DJing. So it's like... You know, back in them days, you ain't nobody about to be around a kid. So, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I taught myself because when people be like, yo, Infamous, can you teach me how to DJ? It, it sounds ass-holish ass, ass if I yeah. say <laughs> teach yourself, but I'm not being an ass. I just learned better that way than mm -hmm. somebody. I mean, for me, my personal experience.
And I think I think it's so many. So what you're saying, I I 100% agree. But it's so many different tools that they these kids have nowadays to just yeah. It's if a you lot. sit in front of YouTube all day, you can kind of learn yeah. the yeah. thing and then say, hey, infamous, I know this. Can I just shadow you or watch you or right, boom, right, boom, and then you'll be more prone to be like, okay, what do you know, and then be more prone to help the kids right. out. And speaking yeah. of school, so you went to an HBCU, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. I went to uh, Alabama A and M. Okay. Um, the reason for that is because all right. So in high so you school, you went from fucking Michigan yeah. to Alabama. Yep. I'm tell that's you a why. crazy. Tra- that's a- like I'm weird. I'm weird like this. I'm gonna tell y'all why, and I'm weird. Yeah. Like, okay. Talk to me. Talk so, to me. No, no. Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> in high school, I had got on the radio, and then I had a teen club, and I had I had like two clubs. So. In high school, I was inf- I was infamous in high school. Like, okay, like we in class and people like, yo, can I, yo, how much to get in the club this weekend? <laughs> yo, can I get like, I, I was I was doing that shit in high school, right? Right. So when I became, when I got my senior year, I felt like, and I was DJing Michigan State parties like already 17, 18 years old. So I felt like I felt like I I couldn't do no more than that in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like I threw, I was throwing my own parties, graduation parties, and uh, after you know, b- uh, rival basketball game parties, all that shit. The big every shit. week, every the other week, shit. every yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was like, yo, I, I'm not gonna grow here if I done did everything and I ain't even old enough to drink yet. You know what I'm saying? So what I did was I, um, I applied to Howard. Mm-hmm. Howard cost too much. We couldn't afford it. I did the same thing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. I did the same yeah. thing. Because you know, Howard was number one at the time. I don't know if it is now, but it was the number one school for communications. So I definitely wanted to be there. I couldn't afford it. So then my cousin went to Alabama a and and he was like, yo, you need to come down here because it's nothing but black women, black people. It's chicks everywhere. It's parties every week, every day of the week, all that shit. I'm just like, where? He's like, yeah. So then I applied, got accepted, and then I went down there like fuck it. Because my thing was this: I'm like, I've been, I'm 18, I've been in Michigan all my life. Let me see what it's like to live down south. I love it. So I, I it. said fuck it and just went by myself. Since. I just went down there. So you ain't looked back since moving to the south. Nah, and then that's how that's how I got on. And then I I, I just applied in college. I just applied the same thing I did in high school. Okay, I'm like okay, one figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And no. My freshman year, first semester, my mom wouldn't let me take my turntables down there. Mm. So I was like nobody for that's like, a real teacher. Shout out to your mom. Like that's, that's a, a real teacher. teacher. She's like because she already understand like what grabs your attention. Mm-hmm. Like that's a parent that you know respect to your mom. That's a parent that's fully aware. Like I know because she's dealing with kids every day. So yeah. I know yeah. what my son gravitate towards, and yeah. like. Let me, because I already know his yeah. freshman, he's going to go crazy. <laughs> exactly. And, and guess what she did, yo? She was like, I'll let you bring your turntables and all your DJ stuff down uh, second semester as long as your grades are good. That was a great so, deal. I'm wilding out like every other freshman, but I kind of got a, like, a, okay, like, yo, make sure the work is good because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nobody. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm eighth grade all over again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I went from being the man to sitting down again, like right, just right. watching everybody else just be regular. And I'm right there regular with them. That's you know a humble experience. <laughs> yeah, humbling. So I'm like, all right, I got to sacrifice these four months. 
Okay. And I did that. Yeah. Second semester came. Crazy. Everything came down. So you was DJing probably all of the frat parties, throwing all your own parties. I got on the radio sophomore year, the city station. You said your first radio spot was back in Michigan. Michigan, yep. Yeah. So this at this point, this is your second radio spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I'm uh, sophomore year. I was 19. So you coming from Michigan? You coming to the South now? Mm-hmm. So was it a, was it a change, or did you have to like figure out like what was the music at that time? Like what was was it the same shit in nah. Alabama playing in the same in, in nah. Michigan? Nah. Well, talk I to mean, me about talk to me about that like, transition. Okay, like the mainstream records, the you know the top 20, 30 urban records. Yeah, yeah we heard like we heard some of those, but I'm I was coming down here and stuff that didn't even make it to Michigan. Like uh, like who was popping? Like this group called Dirty. Okay. They had a record called Hit the Flow. On Universal for like a David Banner, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, David Banner was shit. going crazy. Hell, Luda, shit, Luda was going crazy. Him, uh, look like I, I never really heard of Lil John the Eastside Boys till I got to mm. down south. Like, I ain't hear about all them before that. Like, it's a lot, yo. Like, it's a lot in Atlanta that I ain't even get to hear up, up top. The wow. only thing that was the only thing that was a culture shock to me is that how. Friendly, everybody was in the south. Yeah, how many times? What up? What up? What up? Southern hospitality. Yeah, and I used to be like, I don't even know you. Know you? Why you? I don't even know you. Yeah, but I got used to it, and I adapt quick, man. Like just with anything I do, man, I I adapt quick, and um, I adapted when I got there, like real quick, like super quick. So after throwing all the parties in college, now you know. Wait, did you graduate? Yep. Okay. With honors. Yes, yes sir. Know, yes, sir. No. With honors, man. I think, honors, I think man. you're the first DJ we got to graduate, all right? With honors. And I graduated on time. On time. Mm-hmm. You did four years. Four years. Four years in the pen, you got out. Got out. I'm going to tell you, you what happened. You, did you ever use your degree? For what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I did. Okay, so one, my the way I was moving with the whole DJ and stuff, and my, let me say, my grades was like coming, like come, in college, my grades were C's and B's for the most part. Okay. Like, um, passing. Pa- passing, right. Passing. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, the, the DJ schedule was crazy. You know, the radio schedule, the club schedule, the fraternity schedule and all that stuff, right? So the way I was going my junior year, no, like my sophomore year going to my junior year, my dad was like, yo, we was in a conversation. He was like, man, the way you going, you probably ain't going to graduate or graduate on time. He was like, the way you moving. And I was like, I'm like, Dad, like juggling DJing and and, and, and and the school life is easy at this point. Like I gotta juggle. So my dad, you know, my dad older, so he don't really understand how I could really juggle all of it. Right. So he like, he likes, man, I bet you you couldn't even graduate on time if you wanted to. Wow. I take that bet. How much we betting? He said, How much we betting? Two hundred dollars. Ooh. That's what's up. Yeah, he had to pay up. He had to pay up. He had to pay up. He had to come I strong. You, I think you one of 
maybe two or three DJs that actually graduated. So we. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, no, 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 Jazzy, you got to remember, like, he graduated on time. I know. I graduated on time. Just because you didn't. No, 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 no. What you say? I, listen, I graduated, but not on, on time. time. See, that's you. This man said he, he was very, he was very specific. That matters because yeah. that's rare. It matters a lot. It matters. I'm talking it about, like, I was on it. Like, I was on everything, yo. Like, I got to graduate on time. And then, I'm going to tell you this. And I'll be trying to tell a lot of DJs, a lot of producers, a lot of people, if you want to finish school, that's great. Because, you know, my mom really wanted me to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. my oldest sister, she's ahead of me. But she has, you know, you know how when you uh, go to different schools, sometimes you got to, your credits don't apply. Right, right, so right. my sister, older sister was dealing with that. So I was the first one in my family, like siblings, is to graduate. So... My thing was this, I got to junior year and I'm like, I gotta graduate because I gotta go to the next city or next, mm -hmm. you know, I, again, I look at my surroundings and I be like, damn, I, I, in college I conquered a lot, but what's the next thing? So this is like 2003 going to 04. I'm like, yo, Atlanta crunk scene is so crazy. I gotta go there next. So yeah. my whole graduating on time is like, okay, I can't bullshit in school because I got to get up out of here. Yeah. I ain't got time to be playing with perspective. Nah, let's get the work done. Okay, study these tests. Okay, I passed. Cool. I got a B. Cool. Oh, I got an A. Cool. Let's, let's keep it moving. I got to get keep up out of here because I got to get to Atlanta. Yes, sir. And that was the mind frame. You know what I'm saying? I got to nah, get the of course. Of course. So you touched down in Atlanta and then the rest yeah. history, huh? <laughs> it's 05 at this point, right? Yep, but I'm gonna tell you what I did in 04 though that made it easier for me. I interned. Ooh. I interned at V103. Uh, the year, the uh, the summer before my senior year, I interned at V103 and Disturbing the Peace at the same in the same summer. Wow! So you put the work in. Hell yeah! Like, man, listen, I I drove over here to intern. My like, yo, my intern interviews was during a week, yeah. and I'm in school. Yeah. One week I drive over for the V103 interview. Then I landed that. Three weeks later, I drove on a rainy Wednesday night to meet the street team coordinator for Disturbing the Peace. Met with him, got to, the, got to his office by six, was out by seven, and drove three hours back to Alabama to go get ready for school the next day. The, the fact that you met with the street team coordinator, not even, not even the, the, the man, Nah. You met with the motherfucking coordinator yeah. of the street team. And I didn't know that going in. Like, no, I didn't no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. But I'm saying, as you look back, but I think, I think it, it all makes sense now. It all come back around full circle. And I know you, you don't regret none of this shit. Because it's like, it's like at the time, you're like, damn, I got class, but shit. I, I, you saw the bigger picture early on. And you have to appreciate that moment. And yeah, you gotta I mean, think about interning. Like as an intern, a lot of people, you know, in this day and age, don't believe in interning no more. Feel like they gotta get paid to, yeah. and, you know, to be an intern. And yeah, right. you know, I, before we get back into Infamous, I gotta give them a little shout out because I met Infamous as an intern at V103. Oh, yeah. 
So at the time, it was just him and Jelly uh, with Greg Street DJing at night. So I got to see it, you know, and this is is 2010. So this is, you know, before, you know, uh, Infamous put out all his hits. You know, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. You know, so I got to see it. And and you got to think, I was interning uh, back in Nashville when I was in school. But when I was Mm -hmm. late back home, I would come to Atlanta and and intern with with V103. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching Infamous and I'm just like, yo, like, I ain't really know about being a radio DJ, but after seeing this nigga, I'm going to be a radio DJ. Because <laughs> yeah, he was live, like, you always heard new music, which was yeah. rare. You yeah. heard, he was breaking hits, which on radio can be tough to do as well. So it yeah. was just a, I was just like, yo, Infamous, what's up, man? I'm, I'm, I'm best with you, man. I'm, nah, you, you know what it was? <laughs> to, to, to go back to that time, I felt like, I always felt like if I and I used to get in trouble for this. I, I always felt like if I didn't play it, the other stations would. Mm-hmm. So when it came to like, like I remember one time, I used, I remember one time I used to, I still do it to this day. I mean, at this point, I've been at V One Three a long time, but even back then to that point when you was there, if it was a, a new record, a new exclusive, and I know nobody else had it, I'd play that record for 20, 30 minutes straight on my mix show, and. I'm talking about my program director. What are you doing? <laughs> Play something else. You've been playing this record for 30 minutes. Come to my office when you get off. Matter of fact, come to my office now. Don't even play no more. Like, I used to take those risks. I still do because, you know, sometimes on certain records, you got you to gotta, you gotta step out there. If you're if you rocking with it, believing it, or if it's, that, if, that's hot, if it's that hot, sometimes it's worth it the risk and I always think say all my risks have been worth it because I'm still you know I've been with at V103 16 years now yeah. wow you know what I'm saying I got there yeah. straight out of college like yeah I probably had like maybe seven months and now and at this point now they trust you it's like whatever the fuck infamous want to play yeah. leave him alone like yeah. let that man just do whatever the fuck he want to do because you know how to you know how to go so far left and then pull you back in yeah. I'm gonna pull y'all. I know how to pull it, pull the motherfucker back in. That's easy. That's easy mm-hmm. to play the hit records. That's super easy. Yep. To play some uncomfortable new shit that y'all ain't never heard. That's popping maybe in Michigan. Y'all right. ain't never heard it. Right. But I'm gonna that's give it to doing. y'all first. Yeah, that's what and I was doing, yo. You've always mm-hmm. been doing it. You've always been yeah. doing it. To go back to like my beginnings, shit. When I, like when I first got to V, when I first got to Atlanta, the the scene was so. Look, you got crunk. And then you got trap music. Mm-hmm. Like I came, I got here in Atlanta in 05 when Crunk was at its height. Yeah. And trap music was on fire, but still in the early stages. Right. And it, like real talk, as a DJ, you have no choice but to, like it, y'all think records, look, records come out a lot in Atlanta now, right? Right. But back then records came out probably just as much as just you couldn't drop them like you do on the internet like yeah yeah it was records coming out all the time and back then everybody's different side of town except for the north side had records yeah that's true every side of town had records yo it'd be records popping in some of these clubs on different sides of town that I go in the club and they'd be like, yo, this been out. And I'd be like, dang, this, I ain't heard it yet. Yeah. I'm on the radio. <laughs> like it was, it was really, it, I mean, still stuff like that now, but back yeah. then it was really like that. So you had to be out more. You had to keep your ear to the streets more. And like I said, if it wasn't me, it was somebody else. And I always wanted it to be me. That's how I built my name in Atlanta. 
playing the records, making a movie. Like if y'all two play the record, if you like, if we all get exclusive, right? I'm gonna play it longer than both of y'all, just because I know y'all got it too. Mm-hmm. And the people who are playing, who I'm playing it for, rapper, label, whatever, they're gonna love me more than you guys at that point. Mm-hmm. Just using y'all as an example, but I'm right, just saying right. that was my, my that was my mentality when I was like early 20s, and I'm what? I got the youngest in charge title and shit and. Mm-hmm. Moving around—that was my mentality. But so for for the younger DJs, like how because a lot of a lot of younger DJs are in tune with what we're doing. So how how important is it right now and back then? How is it how important is it to break for us to continue as DJs to break records though? It's very important. I mean, the, the, because it's so easy. It's so easy because I want to say this because yeah. it's so easy for us to play the normal. Everything is on Billboard to watch what's going on to do all the shit they tell us to play. But when you step outside that little box in that realm and play some shit that it's like, oh, it's a gut feeling like this shit gonna go crazy. How important is that though? It's very important. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody's record is gonna blow off the internet. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has this thing where it's like go internet first, then after the internet receives it, go to radio and or go to radio for Listen, the most important thing is, because it's different strokes for different folks. I say this all the time. Just because Lil Uzi popped on the internet doesn't mean DJs or, or uh, the other rapper or whoever is going to do the exact same thing. It don't right, work like right, that. Right, right, right. It's still important for DJs to break right. records and play the, play the music. At the end of the day, the people got to rock with you. The internet going to do what it do, but the people still got to rock with you. And the DJs is with the people. Like, I know somebody said to me about a month ago, it was like, yo, the DJs don't break records no more. That's half true. Because like I said, not everybody pops on that internet, yo. Right. Not everybody pops on that internet. Some, some, some artists pop because it's a crew of DJs or a collection of DJs supporting it. Like, if I'm supporting it, uh, somebody at Streets is supporting it, somebody at Hot supporting it, somebody in the, cl- in the regular club supporting it, somebody in the lounges in the strip club supporting it, May not have a lot of internet presence, but these DJs are still supporting it. You can still break a record. You can, it can still happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little harder, absolutely. but it can still happen, though. Yeah. And I remember back, you know what I'm saying, also around 2010, like literally, you know, Greg Street, his show was, you know, 6 o'clock, 6 to 10. You, I think uh-huh. you've been around 8, around 9. Right after that, you go into the club. So mm-hmm. it was always like I got I I got to see two different infamous, you know, yeah. radio to the club, which is two different type of DJs, by the way. Is is it two is. different types? So, it's, but you had a you had a way where you you figured it out. So, what was yeah. like your your method? I mean, I don't want all your sauce, but what was like your why was that important? I saw the power. I saw the power that a full time radio DJ in a full-time club DJ could have. I saw the power of it real early. Mm. It's free game. And it, and it shocked the mess out of me. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a little different now because of internet and social media, but we talking 2005, six, seven, in them days, I saw the power of when you on the radio almost all the time and you got the biggest clubs in the city, I'm not gonna say biggest, the, mo- the notable, like the ones that the, the stars are gonna, get booked at it's like like jay-z's album release party and right. puff and just whoever's hot in music like i see i seen it when i was an intern mm-hmm. so i used to be like 
Dang, so the, the DJ is as popular as the artist here? Or can be? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm like, dang, I got to get on. So when I, okay, so this is the thing. I'm going to give y'all some gems. Y'all already know it because y'all already moving, but I used to look at my surroundings when I'm in Atlanta. I'm like, okay, who DJs for Greg Street? Mm-hmm. Now that, I mean, I got one day with him when I got on. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm 22 years old. I'm DJing for Greg. Just got on. And every other DJ for Greg is older. Like they like in their 30s or something. Right. right? So I said, okay, so I got to be youthful. Second, I was like, all right, I'm skinny. I'm skinny as shit. Right. Every other DJ kind of, kind of, kind of big. You know what I'm saying? They got size on them. <laughs> all right. So that means when I DJ, I got to have a clean look. Because if I look clean, I'm, over, I'm already going to, I got to find a way to beat the DJs that's in Atlanta cracking right, nah, up. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. So then I'm like, I, I ain't got the most You just figured out a way to market yourself on a bet. On a, that's all it is. Yeah. And this is just my thoughts. Like I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. And then on the radio, I'm like, okay, so, and this is not no, not to no DJ. It's just how I was thinking when I'm coming up, I was thinking to myself, okay, no, none of the DJs on, on Greg's show DJ the biggest parties. So I'm like, why? Why is that? I couldn't figure that part out. So then I'm like, okay, promoters. Okay, so then, okay. So here is relationship-based and promoter-based, meaning if the promoters rock with this guy, that's what yes, they sir. go with. Yes, okay, sir. cool, got it. So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I got I to gotta get majority of Greg's time slots mm-hmm. because on Greg's show, we could break records. I mean, he's, like, V103 was way more R&B then than it is now. Mm-hmm. Way more. So I'm like, okay, I could break the Jeezy. I could break, I could take Jeezy's mixtape records, clean them up, play them. Like, that's how we, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. But then again, I'm like, I got to have the clubs too. Because if I could do this on the radio and I got the biggest clubs, I'll be the fucking man out here. Yes, sir. So I write all this stuff down and get to that point, check it off. Keep working, get to that point, check it off. So when I got here, I needed the hottest radio time slot, which is nine o'clock with Greg, break records. And then I needed to get with Alex get one, AG Entertainment, because he had the biggest clubs here. And I got to tap into that. And I just worked until I tapped in. It didn't take me that long, but because I... Cause and I, that's when, and that's when you went fucking crazy. That's when I went, because the thing that's is... That's when you went... When people tell when you, you about opportunity, Gotta be ready. You got, I was waiting on you. I was hoping you say that. You have, because when your name get called, so is that six man on the bench? And you waiting all day. You've been practicing all day. When they call your fucking name, infamous, you up next. You come off that bench, you snatch them motherfucking. Listen, ready to go. And I was still living at my mama house. Yeah. Ready to go. And mom still support you. And mom still support you. Yeah, she like, uh, these bills is getting up there. You got to do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, I did it. Like, you know, um, game plan. Look, this game in the early stages is about who you need to get next to, one, to learn from, two, to get opportunity from. And then and that's going to push you to go hard. Like, I set my bar high for myself. I said, yo, Greg Street. At this time, Greg's hosting the biggest street clubs. And he's on the radio. Everybody's at Greg for everything. everything. And then here I come. You know what I'm saying? And then we, even with the clubs, okay, I, I know I'm nice. I got to make sure the people of the powers that be know I'm nice and they hear me. Yes, sir. So I'm a DJ 
every party like it's my last, I'm gonna kill it so that when somebody hear me or give me a shot, then that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm DJing, one of the, one of the DJs at the, at the radio station uh, called off to do a club night with Alex. They said, yo, let's try the new guy, let's try Infamous. I opened for Frank Ski. Frank Ski said, damn, this nigga Infamous opened and he killed it. He said that to Reggie, my PD, and then he said that to AG Entertainment. Next thing you know, DJing a couple parties, then a Jeezy party come up. Uh-oh. Yup. Jeezy's first album release party hosted by Usher with BMF out and everything. It was wow. a movie. Alex what, called. What year was this? What year was this? It was 05. 05. Yep. Alex called. He's going crazy. He going Jeezy going was, insane. 05 was like one of the funniest years. You got Jeezy out new. Yes, Gucci sir. out new. New. Tip just got hot. From yeah. you know the first album ain't Duke so well. No, that's, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah. he came back. So he just got hot, like yeah. hot, hot. Like it's a, it's like, it's like a culture shift. It was crazy, yo. And then I'm like, so all I gotta do is be dope. And then my thing was the DJs wasn't really making no movies at that time. When I mean movie, like in the clubs, like I noticed that, like they wasn't making the artists perform nothing. They wasn't like animated with they. When the way they stopped the music and all that. So you know what I yeah, said? I beat yeah. all that. I'm like, okay. Talk that shit. Talk that shit and add this this energy that I got. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I stopped the music, you're going you, you to know when Infamous came in the party. And I had to build to that because I wasn't a talker like that. Yeah. Yeah. I but you knew, you knew what you wanted. Yeah. But I had to, I had, even if, like, again, I wasn't even a talker. Now I probably talk too much, but back then <laughs> you had to get me to talk. Like, like I could rock a party by just DJing. Right. I'd say little things here and there, but people use promoters be like, yo, if you know what, yo, you dope, man. If you just talk a little bit more, I used to tell me this in 05 all the time. So when I did Jeezy's party, I'm nervous as all hell. Cause this is my first big, yo, everybody was in there. Everybody in the world was there except for Jay-Z. And, and Alex let this kid control the whole night. And this is, you know, this is when Usher just sold 10 million records. So Usher's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. That's cool. He couldn't even get to his DJ, he couldn't even get to his section, the club was so packed. He had to come to the DJ booth with me. And that's, that's how I learned how to make a movie. Yeah. Wow. Because my thing was this, he, was, he kept asking me, he was like, so how am I get to my section from here? I'm like, my nigga, I don't know. I was like, but you, what you can do is you can get on top of this motherfucker. You can get on top right here. Like <laughs> you stand on this chair. You got it. You got I'm, it. Look, I'm like, I'll announce you. And then I'm like, and I, I'm real talk. I'm thinking as I'm telling him this shit. I'm like, yeah. one, I ain't never met Usher. So I'm like, oh shit, it's Usher. <laughs> like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, stand right here because. When they see you, they're going to see me. Yes, sir. And then he was like, well, like, am I going to host over here? Or like, how about you host over here? I could, one, you're over here. I could play a record or two, you know what I'm saying? Just to make everybody feel, because, you know, they're looking for you over there, but you're yeah, over here. Yeah, but you're over here. Right? So I'm just thinking, like, okay, I'm trying. Trying to put light on me right now because I got him with me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so then he was like, "So this this is how the whole infamous movie, infamous gonna make that movie. This is, how, this is where all that shit came from." So this nigga says, "Well, make sure you introduce me right." 
And I was like, what would you want me to say? He was like, well, I mean, just, you know, let them know, yo, Atlanta, you know, one of your own. Uh, oh, you stopped, like, you stopped the was, music. It was something soft, right? I was you like. stopped the music. Fuck that. Yeah, he was, he was saying, first he said stop the music, one, which I wasn't going to do. Okay. I was just going to talk over the music, like, hey. So he's like, yo, stop the music and, and say that. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I'm going to say it in my way. So I had some liquor over here. I took it like three shots because I'm nervous as all hell. Yeah. Get it out the way. Get it out the way. Get it out the way. Get out the way. So I'm like, all right, boom, like, boom. Uh, hold up, everybody. Like, I remember the whole shit. It was like, I stuttered in there. Uh, uh, hold up, hold up. Now, Jeezy, BMF, everybody in there. Usher's in the building. Next thing you know, the light guy just picking up on our conversation hit the spotlight on us. Everybody turns this way, like, oh, shit. Everybody starts screaming. Next thing you know, the camera people, everything flashing. So then we just standing there. So then he like, uh, do you have another mic? Are we going to share this one? So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I forgot what I was doing at that point. I'm like, oh, shit. It's just like this. It's like, no light. And then. The light. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, like, you know shit. Yeah. No, I swear to God. So I had CDs. I had just transferred from wax. Yeah. CDs, yeah. So I have so I went through my CD book like Usher Records. Uh ah, the album. Get the album. Oh, his last album. Get that one. Boom. Boom. And I'm just picking up on shit. Next thing you know, he's talking. Shout out, shout out to Jeezy. Uh happy release. Da 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 da. Next thing you know, he, he says, uh, let's go, DJ. Now, no, when he said let's go, he was handing me the mic to go back to his section. And I slid in bad girl. Showed up. What do you do? Uh, yeah. no. Pimpin'. Oh boy. Uh. What y'all know about Supermodel. Look, pimp juice, I keep it wrong. Bad than a mother. As soon as he said, let's go, let's go. he's like, let's go. And get, he's like, give me the, the mic. He gave you the mic. He gave you the mic. He took the mic back. He started performing. Woo-wee. <laughs> so I, I was like, now? yo, I gave, I did, I did four records of Usher. Like, you know, verse, hook, verse, hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so wait, 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 wait. Everybody yeah. don't know to do the, the verse and the hook and, and make yeah. songs. So how okay, did you cool. even know this just intern and watching other DJs interact with artists? Or you just knew to do the because you can play the shit too long and you can kill the vibe. I didn't want to get bored with it. Like I didn't want the people to, I didn't that's want fair. the people to get bored by the second verse. Like, especially if it's the second verse that's it's not as know. hot as the first verse. It's not as hot as the first exactly. verse. We already know the exactly. first verse. Yeah. We so, know us the first verse. Let's give them that and keep pushing. And keep pushing. So I did that. Next thing you know, it just hit me like. Oh shit! So then, when it, when it was Jeezy's turn, woo, now that was a that, that, look. When it was Jeezy's turn, it's like it's like I knew what to play. I was like, play all. I like first. Let me go to the Trap or Die mixtape. I thought you talking about, yes, sir. Let's go there first. I went. I played. The, I went to that tape first before I even even so, even though some of the records on the mixtape is on the album. 
I went to the records that's not on the album, played those first, yeah. had everybody crazy. Then I went to the album, movie. Let me fast forward. I make the movie, no, BMF still out. Big Meech, everybody, it's crazy. It's a different time, it's a whole different kind of money. Fast forward, killed the party, everybody leaving. I go in the back room, just looking for AG, you know what I'm saying? I went to the back back where they was counting money. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, my bad. I like, I didn't know y'all was doing that. So Jeezy's manager at the time was like, nah, nigga, come in here, come here. So I'm like, what's good? He's like, yo, what's this nigga's name? He went to Alex, like, who's this nigga? He's like, he was like, this is my, my, my DJ, infamous. AG, this is my DJ, my DJ. <laughs> he was like, yo, he looked at Alex and said, yo, you need to kick this dude because the energy in here tonight was different. After that, it was done. Done deal. It was done. It was done deal. All I had to, from that point on, from the radio and the clubs, all I had to do was stay hot, uh, don't burn no bridges, mm-hmm. you know, and just maintain and be humble. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had a couple I don't of know. Years. Listen, I don't know if it's motherfucking Alabama that gave you this, but my nigga, the first time I met you, it was always love. And, 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 and I feel like for the OGs, you know, I consider you OG because you, 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 you know, you, you my OG. And I'm going to give you that. You ain't that Word. much. I'll, hey, no, I'll take it. I'm, I have to give I'll you that. It. It's always love. You, you ain't never. And I've ran to some niggas that give a nigga a side eye that's like, ah, right, cool, I'm going to show you. Like, I, I, I have nothing else to say to you. I'm going to show you. Right. I'm going to show you. But you've always just embraced, uh, I say us, the younger group, and just gave us love and, and, and any type of encouragement or whatever every single time. You know what I'm saying? Because, man, that's me. Like, I tell people all the time. People, you know, people be surprised on how they'll be like, Yo, infamous man, like y'all, I don't really see this shit change. Like you don't, ch- I don't change. I like being me, yo. Like I gotta yeah. be me. This shit is great. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. I love what I do, but at the same time, I don't think that because I'm a, I'm in new surroundings, or I'm I'm in a new tax bracket that I should right. change. Right. Who I am and how I act towards people. Yeah. I didn't grow up being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I grew up with manners. You know, even when I got some status, even when, the, even when I had my, my asshole years or my cocky years, which was only like maybe 07, 08, it was probably my cockiest years. I, it wasn't cocky to where I was um, unapproachable or uh, mm. if a new DJ was trying to get to know me the same way I used to do other people, like I wasn't like, get out of here, nothing like that. Right. At the end of the right. day, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in something all together. Absolutely. You know, and... Um, I just don't believe in the whole get on and then act like, yeah, I'm infamous now, man. Right, like y'all niggas, right, man. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I don't believe in that. Like, yo, I still, I still do the same shit I would do if I was younger. You know what I'm saying? Like, my friends, my friends put, bring that stuff to me. Like, they, they, they be on stuff like that. Like, 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 for example, if the three of us go to the club this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I will probably, Still getting line and not you're not oh. getting no fucking line in the no, Atlanta. No, 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 you ain't getting a stop. You're no, not listen, getting no man. line in Atlanta, infamous. Stop listen, it. Listen what I'm saying. I will walk up the compound. You know, it's the uh the it's general two lines. Line. Yeah. It's, then there's the VIP line. Uh-huh. And then there's the gate that certain people just walk through. The one in the middle. The one in the middle. The one in the middle, yeah. I still just even though <laughs> 
I've been DJing if, 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 wait a minute. You're not walking up to no VIP line. Which no. I'm not walking up with you with no VIP line. I'll for, look, real talk, I'll, it won't register to me. Okay, okay, that's fair, until, that's fair. Until security be like, if miss, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay, we going over here, we, but this is our line. <laughs> I mean, no, no like, I, like, for example, let's say the three of us going, mm -hmm. let's say I'm not even, let's say I'm DJing, and then let's say I go to one of the shortest lines, let's say the VIP line, let's just say I'm just walking on that side. Right, right, right. Let's say there's seven people in front of us before we, before they got to they pay. I got you. Okay, I see what you're I'll saying. I'll probably just sit there and wait till they got done paying before I walk up. Yeah, I you see just... what he's saying. Okay, okay. In that sense, okay, I got now, it. Now, everybody else will be like, why the fuck are you even in that line? Why yeah. you just walk to the gate, you know, the middle part? The middle part, yeah. But I just... I just don't. I don't know. But that's that's why that's why we uh, love you, and that's why we appreciate you, my brother. Yeah, like I don't I don't be like yo, I'm infamous. I ain't about to. I ain't about to. I, I just ain't. I just don't do that. Like my friends be like, oh, we waiting in line. Oh, you know what? We can go to the middle gate. I'm tripping. My bad. I yeah. then I will walk around. Like somebody got to say it to me. Yeah. But I and initially won't think about it, bro. Like I really won't. Like especially if I if, if like I'm not in a rush. If there's seven people in front of me, yo, get the money. I wait. I ain't. I go to every club early anyway, so I'm really there extra anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that's just point you know? is 07, 08, 09. You didn't conquer radio. You're doing your thing in a club. But yeah. eventually, you had to link up with Luda, you know, which took you away from the club and radio and all that. So how was that link up? And, you know, talk about it a little bit. Now, now you now you fly a private jets. Mm -hmm. It's different. You know, it's, a, it's, it's different, different. Cause he had his peep too. Yeah. So how did that come about? How did that relationship? How did you? Because that's well. Remember, we, he interned. So that he interned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not for Chris Lover okay. Lover. <laughs> no. Hey, Chris, you ain't you ain't DJing for Chris Lover Lover. You Greg uh, Street. Yeah. And the thing is, when 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 they asked me to do that, I was already who I was already, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, first they offered it to Don Cannon, DJ Don Cannon, because he was. Um, he was managed by them first. Like at that time, he was managed by them. So Don Cannon was like, nah, I don't want to be no tour DJ. I just want to produce music. Okay. So then they was like, yo, let's see. If, you know, Infamous is family. Let's see if Infamous do it. And they was like, um, my, my road manager, JP, was like, uh, you think Infamous would leave? At that, at that time, I just reached the ceiling to where I was like, yo, at this point, it's, at this point, it's like 2010, 11, something like that. I had reached a point where I was like, damn, I never travel out of town. Cause I'm always DJing the parties. I'm the man in Atlanta already, but when you've been the man for some years at this point, it's like, damn, what else can you do? What else can mm. you? And no, I'm st I'm 25 feeling. I'm 25, 20. No, I was 26 feeling like this. I'm like, damn, yo, like, how many puff parties can you do? How many Jeezy parties can you do? How many all these people's parties and the clubs? I don't never travel. Said, how many puff parties can you do? No, I'm, but but look at it like this though. No, no, I got, I got you, infamous, but you gotta understand that some niggas that ain't never DJ. No, watching. Listen, uh, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Okay. I don't go nowhere. No, you right. You I right. can't. You right. You right. Holidays, I gotta DJ the club, and no, you, you know, right, holidays, right. radio is mix show weekends, all that. Yeah, I never right. left. Yeah, yeah. So from two thousand five to two thousand eleven, it was just the same routine. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, the money came in and. Certain shit, but I'm like, I never go nowhere and I never travel nowhere, like for real, for real. So when the Luda gig came, 
You know, I thought about it. Um, right. I thought about it for about maybe five minutes. Took that job and then looked back. Because the thing is, yeah. this is what my thing was that I'm like, yo, I want to be bigger. So yeah. how would I be bigger if I if I never leave? Man, I love it. And you know, a lot of my a lot of my peers was like, yo, if you you gonna lose the city when you do that. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, the reason why I didn't lose the city is because this is pre-social media coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm 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 dipping. Like I'm solidified. I'm solidified. Before social media, if you were solidified, you were solidified because the only way you could be solidified is by knowing. Right, being there. Or radio or TV. But I'm solidified, so as the social media is coming, that's when I started with the looter shit. Next thing you know, people that know me from breaking the records, breaking on the radio in the clubs, now they see me travel. But then here's the thing. I still came back. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't on the road every Saturday or every right, Friday. Right, right, right. I, mean, I was enough, but I still no, of course. Yeah I, yeah. I let the promoters and radio know when I'm going to be gone, when I'm back. And I just kept the balance. And then I ain't going to throw. When I first got my first record deal, shit, that's when I had to give up radio. And I had to give my club spots. I had to give them away. But yeah. the thing about it is I gave them away, but the promoters kept me in the circle still. Yeah. So let's say this. If Luda has a gig... I'm out of here. If I got to, now that I'm moving around, I got my own parties out of town, I'm out of here. But if I don't have shit, Chris ain't got shit, and I'm here when uh, Migos album release party, first album release party, I'm here for that, I'll DJ. And the promoters yeah. will be like, yeah, if I need you on that, if you're here, bet. Yeah. And we've, I've kept that going. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't never shit on no promoters. Yeah. Um, I never disrespect promoters. If I don't agree with how a promoter or if he's paying me or whatever, I just remove myself. Yeah, they got to shit on him. It's business. It's business. It's business. You took the DJs that complain about the promoters, what they pay. DJs, you took the job. Mm. You ain't have to stay there. Yeah. I say this all the time. Yeah, I've had my share of promoters. I'd be like, yo, I need some more money. I did it. Okay. You either got the opportunity to stay or leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've known this since I was a kid. But the fact that, that you just said your first gig, you got paid twenty dollars. Remember my right. first gig, my first gig, infamous for free. So you already one up me. You I feel me? So it's a lot of niggas that that had to do it for free early on. Yeah, you know I, didn't, I didn't do a party free till I got to maybe Atlanta. Yeah. So I, my homies, so my big homies was throwing parties. Mm-hmm. So I gotta prove myself. They trying to say, okay, cool, you wanna open up? Cool, you, you, you can open up. And we even pay you though. Like, nigga, you, ain't, you can open this motherfucker up and you do whatever you gonna do with this little window. You got it. Right. And guess what? I went crazy. That little, give me that little window. Little I'm gonna window. show you. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you that little window. These little 50 people, 100 people that's in here right now, I'm gonna make them go me. crazy. They gonna remember me. They gonna remember me, Jazzy. Just give me that little window, please. And it's the opportunity, and we. Sh- and that's why we can't, like you said, we should never shit on those promoters because those are the ones that gave us the opportunity. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Nobody, man. Listen, everything in this game come back around full circle. Facts. I don't shit on no interns. I don't shit on no the the, the, the uh, garbage man. I don't shit on nobody. You know what I'm saying? I remember because I know what it's like to be shit and then be sugar. Yeah. I know what it's like to be. Sugar to shit. Shit, shit, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what that feels like. So I don't do that. Like, I, yo, this is, listen, this is all, I say this all the time. This is all plus, a, a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
That's from Lansing, Michigan, y'all. Bro, it, 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 I don't know. It, it just seemed like you in a, in a very great space right from? now. Who city are you from? I'm from Memphis. Me or Jack? Yeah, who city are you from? I grew up in Memphis and in Latonia, out east. All right, so at least in Memphis, y'all had – y'all at least got to see or feel, like, the music industry in your city because of the artists that was there, like, the music. Like, th these guys are from here. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Ain't no rappers come out of Lansing, Michigan. Yeah. How far like, is it Detroit? Detroit? It's right there. It's a triangle. It's like Flint, Detroit. It's like all right there. It's yeah, a triangle. Like, it's like Lansing, Flint, Detroit. Detroit. And triangle. Yeah, it's a triangle but, right there. Yeah, yeah but that's a, they're an hour away. Yeah. But I'm talking about like physically. He's talking about Lans like Lansing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going go for basketball. Okay. So Y'all had, had some real hoopers come out. Y'all had some... Yeah, I had some hoopers coming out of Michigan. Was, was, you didn't, you just didn't use that high, did you? Michigan, <laughs> and, and, and everybody needs to understand how tall this nigga is. First of all, he's sitting down. I wish we could take a picture so y'all can understand. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a little tall. This nigga is like motherfucking six ten, motherfucker. Like, you know what? Like I said, I knew I wasn't gonna go to pro, going pro. Like it was just like, but I knew in DJing I could though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In DJing. He I always could. had the ear. Yeah, like I'm, I'm always honest with myself. So, so let me ask you this: What music at the time when you was growing up? What was your mom and your dad? What were they listening to back then? Michael Jackson, Isley mm. Brothers, yes sir, OJ's, uh, Cameo, mm. um, like all that funk stuff. Yeah, yeah. So right now, you see how Detroit music is shifting right now. Yeah. Shift the real quick. You, you know, Doug, Doug, I mean, it's not Flint, but we got we to gotta highlight Michigan is Michigan. Yeah. You know, there's some cats out there in, in Detroit and Flint that's going crazy. And you can, put, you can highlight on some, on some cats that's going, going crazy uh, up your way, too. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who, what you listening to right now, though? Younger cats. Like, I'll be completely honest. I'm listening to what my kids listening to, real talk. Okay, what they yeah, what they listen to? Yeah, my kids are like they the ones that be putting me on like super early, like not not like industry early or like like just super early. Like yo, dad, I'm like yo, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like my kids, I listen. Even when I'm producing records, I play it for my kids. Good and not, they'll be honest. We are honest. <laughs> yeah, like my kids. You know, it's crazy. My kid's favorite record from me is Double Cup, and I hate it. We get toe up. Talk to me. Talk about money. bitch, I blow it. Talk about me. come roll it. Talk about Yeah, they going. What about me? Bitch, I'm rolling. Double Cup with my top down. Double Cup with my top down. Double Cup with my top down. Double Cup with my logo. 36 of that Coco. Get the bottles glow. You know the numbers right. And if you got your check, then it's snow go. All the snow, I've been a snowman. You put it out. I know, but that's when they was like, they was like three and four and shit. Now, now they're like 10, 11, 12, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. one of their favorite records is Double Cup. Yeah. And let's talk about producing for a second because you kind of skip, skipped over a little bit. So I remember okay. like when Itching first came out. Yeah. And, but not only just Itching, yeah. it was really just DJ Khaled making like records with artists and this. It wasn't that many. And so yeah. when Itching came out, I was in college. So I heard it, and it was like, you know, DJ Infamous. I was like, yo, Infamous did that? So, like, 
How did you transition from going to the DJ to the producing side? My peers kept telling me to do it. Um, when I, I'd, be with, I would, I'd be with DJ Khaled all the time. He would tell me to do he would he, he wouldn't tell me to do it. He'd be like, yeah, infamous. And when, when you put out your single, we're going to celebrate when you put your single out. And this is at a time where I'm thinking, like, me put a single out? Yeah. Like, I'm popping, but I ain't thinking I'm popping like how he was to, he'd be like, yeah, inf, when it's your turn. And I'd be like, my turn? Like, yeah. and then drama, same thing with DJ Drama. We'd be in the studio, because I used to be an affiliate, part of his crew. Same thing, we'd be in the studio. He would say some shit to, like, he was like, yeah, infamous, I'm a, you know what I'm saying, when, when, we, when we work on your project, and I'd be like, this is the second nigga that's been said work on my project. Like, I, I don't even think I'm even that big to even put a project out. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward like two years, you know, being around them two as heavy as I was, it was, it was, it was like, you learn so much. It's like a year or two later, you feel like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm about to go get, yeah, I'm gonna go get a deal and go get this, right. go get, right. you know what I mean? But you know, when I got itching, I didn't, I didn't have no deal. I did it independently. Because uh, so me, Mike, Will, and Future, you know, we're all trying to. Mike, Will's trying to get really heavy in production, like as far as like really, really. Uh, Future's buzzing with the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Will used to come to my club every Friday night for like a month, yo. And my Mike, Will, yeah, I produced this on Gucci mixtape. This dude, y'all, what's up, Infamous? I'm trying to get to know you. Da 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 da. You know, Mike, Will, every Friday knocking on that door. I'm like, yo, what's this? What does this nigga want? And we we actually got cool because he was just he was like yo I'm just trying to let everybody, let everybody know I'm Mike Will you know I'm just you know what I mean he give me beats he I'm grinded like, he grinded grinding so after a while on the radio I had put it out there that I'm about to put out a single I really wasn't but I just wanted to see what artist was gonna fuck with me from me saying that so Mike Will came Mike Will was like yo you need to um he was like I got your first single I'm like yeah what is it he was like he played me itching. <laughs> Mike Will made it. This the national anthem for everybody getting paper. Hood to hood. It's like the block. Hey, future. me. Hey, my mama said, fuck it, nigga. Hit the streets and live. Got some crack in the corner and I did what I did. The neighbors, they don't like me. I got J's at the door. Told my grandma I don't need a bed. I'm sleeping on the floor. So I was like, nah, man, y'all put that on the mixtape already. He was like, nah, he was like, we did, but nigga, we ain't did nothing else with it. He was like, yo, it's on the mixtape, but infamous, you can blow it up. Like, this need to be your first single. Yo, you got you got Velvet Room, you got Compound. This should have ring off in this. I'm like, man, get out of here, man. Get out of my face. I ain't gonna lie. That Sunday, I took it to Velvet Room, played it, and I was like, oh, shit. Yes, sir. And my mother said, fucking nigga, hit the streets. Hit the streets and live. Yeah. Hold on, you got to start that motherfucker over. <laughs> I called Mike Will, three-way future. Now, I know I'm in the club now for working. I'm DJing. Like, I'm in the club. Like, I listened to the record, and then I saw the reaction to the people. I'm like, oh, shit. Called Mike Will and future right then and there on three-way. I said, send me the session. I'm mixing the record. I'm taking it. this infamous new single. Yo, that, when I got done DJing, it's like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Mike Wills like, pull up to the studio, pull up to the studio, got the session, mixed it, put my infamous tag on it. Then I immediately, then look, I'm like, I'm gonna put it out. I immediately sent the open version to Jeezy. Like, as soon as I got it, sent it to Jeezy, and I just got with Luda, sent it to Luda. Luda turned it down, because he was like, uh, 
He was like, at the time, him and Future just did like five records for him and Future. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, I don't want to be too much me and Future. Not right, 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 right. I'm like, all right. So then Jeezy, Jeezy put a verse on it. Then he leaked it out. Then the whole thing around right. the itch just grew. And I shot the video in the bluff neighborhood I ain't never been to, but <laughs> I have Future that has some street kids. I got the green, I got yeah, the you got the green light. You got the green light. You're on the west side. And then from then on, man, I ain't gonna front. Like uh, a couple labels came at me for a deal. I didn't sign it because I got offered one label and it was for like $10,000. I was like, man, I make more now on iTunes than any, I make, I smashed that. So I didn't sign it nowhere. So then Mike Will got his deal because he started putting, you know, his hit records out. Mm -hmm. The Future got his deal with Epic. And then I was like, I did mine independently, but from what I did independently on that record set me up to get my other deal maybe like a year later with E1. Yeah. And that's how I got my record deal, my first yeah. real record deal with E1. E1. Groundwork I did with Itchin. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you put the work in. Yeah. And that's what that's what that's what people gotta understand. You put the work in, you understand yeah. you understood the potential for that record early on. Early on. And, man. and, and, and DJs, we we have that power. We have that power because once we press play on that motherfucker in the club, you in Velvet Room, you in Compound, you in whatever club you in, 4040, whatever club you at, wherever you at, and you press play on that motherfucking record early and it do what it's supposed to do, you got to go ahead and build off of it. Yeah, and then like that goes with the keeping your face clean in this business, man. Like, when, you know, when, you, when you're a DJ asking other DJs to play a DJ record, that's not the easiest... Nah. Thing, because some people have egos. Some DJs got pride, and um, I, I'm not about to blow him up. But you know what I mean, shit like that. Like you gotta have something in you to ask a thousand other DJs, yo, play my DJ record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing about it was, I had at that time. Relate. Listen, when I tell you keeping your face clean, and I, what I mean by face clean is like, like I don't see, I don't see neither one of y'all often, right? I see y'all every now and then, right? Yeah. But with me and y'all two, our faces are clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never right. gotten to it with neither one of y'all. Mm -hmm. Every time I've seen either one of y'all, it's been love, it's been mm -hmm. genuine, mm -hmm. been, you know what I mean? Respectable. Mm -hmm. So now comes Artifact, you got a record that you want, then and, and Jazzy, you got a record, calling pe other people that you have a clean face with and a good relationship, meaning, when I mean good relationship, meaning nothing has ever went sour. Right. So now when you're asking somebody that I have no issues with, always show love, help, even a greeting. What's up? How you, you know what I mean? Energy. Yeah. Now I was like, why wouldn't I? Right, 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 right. Like shit, I mean, what? all right, cool, let's do it. Well, if it sounds dope, all right, let's do it. Let's run it, let's run it. Let's run it. Like so, so was it for for you because you kept your, you saying for you because you kept your, your, your face card good, everything was good. It was easier for you to present these records to DJs to say, yo, bro, fuck with me on this, play this. It was a lot easier for you. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I have to listen. It was a lot. I mean, and I'm not going to lie, like, you know, it made me think about people's reactions to your success in this game, too. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is going to be happy that I got a record deal to push a record and I got these famous artists on the record. Not everybody, some people be like, why he, you know what I mean, shit like that. But I feel like this, I feel like if anybody in radio or a DJ gets some kind of deal, it's that a should be celebrated. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That should be celebrated. 
I don't give a damn if it's a single deal or a developmental deal or whatever any kind of deal outside of DJing a party or, or being on the radio. That's a blessing. We should ch- we should champion it because like it's not easy to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody does get an opportunity, especially in your region, why not show that love? Well, you know, M, that's why we wanted that's why we came up with this idea to highlight the DJs to to not only because these are just small windows in in our life right now. Because I feel like you're going to do bigger and better things. I feel like Jazzy going to do – I know Jazzy and you going to do bigger and better things. So, you know, once you do those bigger and better things, and you start to look at certain DJs. Like when you look at uh, – I bring up Dr. Dre all the time. I bring up Swiss Beats all the time. These guys were DJs yeah. first. They were DJ. You look at Jermaine Dupree. He DJ whenever you want to DJ. Right. You look at Ludacris. Ludac- Let's go back to that. Because Ludacris, because as a, a DJ, DJ, if I'm a DJ now, I turn to artist, I'm not going to just hire no anybody. Exactly. I'm going to hire infamous. I'm going to hire the right people right. to make sure that, to, to, make, to make my situation, to make my, if I'm performing, he's going to bring something to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that matters. One thing I'll say Chris does admire about me is that, you know, I, I do have my own thing going on. I have multiple businesses. Uh, you know, somebody in his stature, people always, you know, you know, people can pull at you, especially when you get in the game. Everybody pulling, you know. Yeah. Everybody wants something from you. Everybody wants. See, I came in a situation as infamous already. So, like, I didn't have to ask him for no record deal. Like, I wouldn't got my own. Like, I could have been like, yo, Chris, sign sign this record. Sign it. Right. At, you know, at the time, you know, he, he still was functioning. He still had his label at Def Jam. Yeah. Right. DTP. But, yeah, but I, he respects me. Like, I could have went that route, but it'd be, I'd gain more respect me going to get it myself. So how, how, how important is it? How important is it? Because, you know, I've been blessed to go on tour with a couple artists. And for you, I, I want to ask you, how important is it for the artist and the DJ to have a good relationship? You know what? It's ve- I'm going to tell you like this. It's very important. Because when your DJ, when you and the artist and the DJ have a good relationship, you could always help each other out. You know what I'm saying? Like when Chris shoot movies, he know he ain't got to worry about me. Mm. If Chris is shooting a movie and I know I could put a single out, put him on it and have him just in the musical space while he's shooting that movie, because that's my man, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yes, sir. And well, you know, sometimes, you know, I remember it was one year, people, somebody was like, yo, why you always put Ludacris on one of your records? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I only got I only got them on two, but I guess they were because it was like kind of back to back, back to back, back to back. Yeah. So I said in my head, I'd be like, because that's my man. But in hindsight, because he was shooting a movie, I look at it two things, two ways. When Chris shoots a movie and got some music out, we got hella shows. If we got hella shows. That means I got hella after parties. So if I got a deal and my man's about to be musically quiet for a while, and I'm about to be musically hot, I'll put him on something. Even if it, the record don't do as well as we thought, at least it was out. Right. And then my man got something circulating in music. I'm doing parties already, and then when my man get done shooting a movie, then he comes back out over here, yeah. we'll do shows, then after his shows, then I get paid. I'll do the after party, I get paid, and then we'll keep, keep the, like it's just, just keep the shit going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's teamwork. And because we have a great, yo, me and Chris have a great relationship, yo. If you, if if people following you and Jazzy will, will attest, like you can tell, like it's certain guys yeah, that I, you, y'all having fun. That's the best job. Up. This, the, I, I, I don't even look at it as a job. It's just no. That's 
I had the most fun when I'm doing. I mean, I, I love my shows too. When I'm by myself, yeah. I get to be the star. My name's on the flyer, all that. Shit. But when I'm DJing for him, that should be so fun, much fun, man. We be in front of all these people, yo. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a rush. What you think about that versus battle that happened with him and Nelly? Oh, I was the one playing the music. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was. Did, did y'all prepare for it? Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, Luda, Luda, Luda Virgo. He a Virgo, so I know he, he's, look, he jumped hard. Like, listen, we finna win this motherfucker. You got yeah. not losing on my watch. You are not losing yeah, at all. To everything. Like, you can tell, I, I had a feeling. I was like, I want that infamous back there, because it's too yeah, just, You know he back there. You know. I was on the other side of the camera. Yo, you back there. I'm, I'm just knowing, because he's, for one, he's a DJ. See, Nelly just probably trying to wing it and probably talk to his home. I don't know what he did, but I'm just telling you how he presented it. He probably just tried to wing it that we gonna have fun. Luda came in this bitch like, we finna, I'm finna fuck him up. I'm finna, man, we ain't finna. I was a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I, I'm not here to lose at all. Not on my watch. Mm -mm. At all. I'm not, I don't have time to even, I'm, I'm gonna be very strategic about everything that we gonna play. If he play this, guess what? We're gonna come back with this. Yeah. Am I lying? No. Nah, I know. Right. I know. Like if he played if he played hot in here, I had three records to play against it. Or exactly. Or <laughs> or, or or set him up this way. If he played hot in here, okay, you know what? Because he has these last three hits left. Let me hit him with this so I can make him play that and then I can just yeah. body him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Jazzy, look at I'm telling you, that's what I was doing. All, all we was doing was like we was just giving each other looks. Like he'll he'll drift off. And, and, and y'all been doing it so long, y'all get y'all give a look. It's like a, you're, you don't even, he it's don't like even have to say. Yeah, it's, like huh? it's like we were yeah, yeah. He get, It's a head nod. It's almost like a head nod. Like, you know where to go. Like, nigga, don't. You know right. where to go. And Luda, he's a perfectionist, yo. He don't, man, no, listen, look, that's why I, I put it like this. I'm, I, I'm, he loves me because I stay on point. Mm -hmm. I always Respect. take it to the next level and Respect. I don't slack. Like, I, I don't slack. And if I fuck up, I make it up. Yeah, that is. That is. And we were and, 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 and nigga, that's all we can ask for. That's all you can ask for. Yep. So now so, we've so, been quarantining. We've been, you know, it's been a different year that I think for all of us. Um, did you pick up any like new trays or new, you know, what you've been doing during yeah, quarantine? Hey, hey Jazzy, Jazzy, clearly he been working out. That's skinny if right now. Cause he 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 the you know what I'm saying? He told me he been skinny. Like my nigga, this nigga is slim. I don't know if it's the camera angle, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> going on. Like my nigga uh, is slim like, right now. I'm gonna tell you, at first it was because I, I stopped eating out. You know what I'm saying? Like when I eat out, I be traveling to these cities, I eat big, man. Like I'm yeah. Mr. Child, I'm uh, I'm all that fancy shit. Like yeah. I, I love that shit. So one, it was that. Then, you know, I got a gym in my basement. So then I started actually using it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I started actually using it. <laughs> yeah, cause I never really used it. And then I started cooking. <laughs> More and then uh, you know you know when the COVID hit we couldn't really go nowhere. Yeah. I started cooking at home and then um, I juiced a lot. Yeah, I used to do, uh, I used to juice in the mornings and then lunchtime I juice. Dinner time I have a full meal. So that with the cardio and all that, that's how I got the weight down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then with the new things that I picked up, like I never really been a full time dad. Yeah, like, I'm talking about like wake them up, breakfast, uh, virtual school, lunchtime. Give them a break. Virtual school. Yeah. They done. Yeah. Make them go do an activity. Yeah. Make them dinner, and then my wife gets off work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a different transition for me. Like she had to. 
I was probably, I sucked probably for the first month. I sucked for the first month. That's real. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I probably sucked for the first month because I just wasn't used to doing all that. I was used to her doing it. So when you say you sucked, you was just kind of late doing, you was late doing it. I mean, just unorganized. I got you. Um, not really being stern with the kids as far as like, you know, now it's breakfast or, you know, this person want to eat at this time. This person want Cheerios. This person want waffles. I got four kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then she started, you know, she just got her job. Um, she, my, um, my wife works in insurance. So mm -hmm. then when she just got the job, then they, they transferred her job to where she could work in our office upstairs. So, you know, she's eight to five every day. Yeah. I had yeah. to, you know, and then she's like taken away from work to see if I'm doing it right and who's bad. So she had to, she had to really like show me like and be firm with me like, yo, this is breakfast. Get them up at this time. So that way by the time they up, they awake and like, you know, then so they can have like 30 minutes of just chill time before school start. Like I had to really like yeah. listen to her for all that. So that was a, a different adjustment. Cause like I'm a night owl. So mm -hmm. me, I'll be up to about three, four o'clock in the morning, just doing nothing sometimes just kicking right. it. And then I gotta, but I gotta make sure I'm on time to get them up. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Doing it. So I gotta do it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. my kids haven't seen me a month straight, like just being dad since they probably been born. Well, my my two, my three oldest, yeah. But my my. What's the age? What's the age? Break down the age for us. I got Eleven, ten, nine, and seven. My seven year old have probably haven't seen me a month straight since she been born. She got born wow. this the year I took the Luda job. So. So it's it's, it's it, was, it was a different transition now. You can't get me. I mean, I, I go out, but I don't be wanting to. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, nah, that's real. That's real. That bond, that bond different. And, and I can't relate because I don't have any kids. Mm -hmm. But I know that bond is different. Like, I, I always ask any DJ, like, now, because of what's going on, the times is going on, what's the conversation like with your kids now? You know, just yeah. letting them know with, the, with not only quarantine, because it's different for all of us. We've never experienced nothing like this. But right. just with Black Lives Matter and everything else that's going on, what's that conversation? I mean, if you have, if you had those, have you have you had those conversations? And if you did, what are those conversations like? I've had, we've had, I've had minimal conversations with them because you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff on TV, and mm -hmm. you know my kids are on social media a little bit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter and all that, you know, I, I tell my kids, you know, say if they if if they if we if they see it. They looking at it or they ask me, I tell them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I tell them um, not all cops are bad, man, but there are some out there that make the good cops look bad. You know what I'm saying? I keep it 100 with my kids, man, you know, uh, on everything. Like, you know, like my kids know I smoke, but they don't like me smoking, but they know. And they know yeah. they don't like it. I don't do it around them. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just kind of maybe smell it every now and then or whatever. Right. But, I don't do it around them, but I'm old enough. I'm grown. I, I handle my business, my responsibilities. I always tell my kids, you know, they can use me and their mom, their grandparents as examples, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're, well, me and my wife, we're doing something that our parents didn't do. Okay. Well, they did do, but we're just taking it to another level. Another level, yeah. And, um, you know, as far as like we make more money, house. You know, just you know, the, the, what they what would want. Yeah, just exposure, to exposure, yeah, everything. Exposure, yeah. you know, um, just certain things. You know that that makes them makes our parents proud of us. And the thing is, I I, I tell my kids, but they, I still you know I, I still make make them work for work hard for what they want. Absolutely, absolutely. You know um, when I was on the road, I just I would get off the road, spoil them, and then I'd be back out of town. 
you know, and my wife used to be like, oh, it's going to backfire. So, you know, when I started slowing down for this COVID, they was, uh-huh. you know, you know, party time. You know, dad's home, party time. Every week, party time. Like, ah, party <laughs> every time. week, every week, party time. Yeah, so then, <laughs> like, the stuff I normally would do for them, now they kind of got to work for it. Mm-hmm. I'm home, you know what I'm saying? It's like, now they, like, by this is like with the fourth month, so they like, yo, they ready for me to go out of town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. They think I'm too mean now. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Because I, mean, I gotta be a real parent. Like I'm telling you, like this is this is how my schedule is. So like. girls and boys, right? How many? How three many? girls, one boy. Three girls, one boy. How old's the boy? Uh, he's ten. Oh, ten. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like I'd go out of, t- I'd be in, I'd be in Atlanta Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, be out of town Thursday, back to Monday, every, almost every week for years. Yeah. Right? So. I'm coming in town, spoiling them, like after school. You know what I'm saying? I pick them up, go do something, take them to a restaurant, or take them to Toys R Us. Then they go to bed. Next night, same thing. Yeah. Then Wednesday, Thursday, I'm out of town. Yeah. Every week, every week, every year. Yeah. And then we sitting there. They, you know, third week go by. They like, yo. Uh, so, that, so with this COVID, you you can't travel. I'm like, nah. You know, we we down. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Okay. <laughs> now I'm really being a parent. Like I'm really. Like every day, yeah, you ain't making your bed, yeah. Yeah, you make your bed. <laughs> like I'm making your bed. I'm, your bed ain't made. I'm becoming all that. Like, yo, why is the water bottle on the floor? You ain't you ain't gonna throw them away. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm becoming yeah. that. Where it usually my wife does that, but now right. I'm that. Yeah. Now my kids are like, he's too mean, and yeah. I'm not saying yes to everything. You know what I'm saying? Right, like I'm. Right. Dad, let's get some new shoes. Okay. Dad, let's go get this. Okay. Cause I'm I'm going I'm going out of town in a couple of days. So when my kids ask me for stuff, I just give it to them. Like we yeah. having a good time. Right. Now it's nah, you ain't you ain't earned that. Nah, you ain't you got are you paying for it? Nah. <laughs> now I'm too mean and now I'm I'm the old guy now. You're the old guy. So, but yeah. now you didn't, you know, you didn't ease on back in the clubs now. Yep. And so, where I, are you at? what's your what's your lineup now looking like? Oh, I ain't got one. I'm I'm freelancing. I'm freelancing just because I don't know. Like I don't know if I'm gonna do it every week yet. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, cause I'm still I ain't gonna front. I'm nervous. Like one thing about me is like I ain't you know I'm not emotional. I ain't no I ain't one of them kind of people. But when it comes to like like I hate bugs. I hate bugs, and I hate like I'm scared of viruses and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just disease, like all that shit. I'm, I'm nervous of all that shit. So I, yeah. I ain't trying. To, so I'll be looking at it like this: outside of food, or you know, of course we're going out and get some fresh air. But like, what do, what do I not have to be out for? Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know people that have gotten COVID. I got some family members that have gotten COVID, mm-hmm. and I know it's a real thing. Like, you know, it's definitely so you, real. You know, when if you don't know nobody that got it and you ain't got it, you you like. All right. Yeah, it's shit fake. Yeah, but I, I know people that really got it, yo, and I know three people that passed from it. Wow. Of course, I know your immune system got to be in, you know, some kind of shape. Yeah. You know, with, you know but and, and, and then another thing, there's so much information out there, I don't know what to believe. Like, oh, my God. I say that all the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'd rather, okay, if I can make money in the house, then let me majority be in the house. Like, I can sacrifice a year just to make sure I'm safe and cool and alive. And it's not about you, you saying, make sure you're safe and your family's safe. Yeah, and my family. That's what's, that's what's yeah. important. Like, it's not about, cause you ain't single infamous no more. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like Jazz, you ain't single Jazz. Like you, we, niggas have to live for more than just, we got 
family members, you want to see granny, you want to see your moms, you want to yeah. see your dad. Like these people, immune system may not be as up right. as ours. So we have to be very conscious of that and be aware of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's all respect. I don't think what you're doing is, is there's no right or wrong way to, to doing this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we've interviewed DJs who said, man, they out, they back in the club. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You don't have no kids. You don't have nobody you have to go home to. You don't have, if you get sick, my nigga, you just gotta. Right, right. But see, I got five people that live in my house, man. So I'm like, I just can't be selfish like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, I ain't gonna front, man. Like, I'm focused on a lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm a DJ here and there, but I, I doubt I'll have like an every week. I doubt yeah. I get back to that space. Well, like, let's talk about some of that stuff. What's next for Infamous? What's next? Well, just, just growing the brand, you know, I'm really getting heavy into cannabis. I'm a part of uh, this dispensary called Hardeen Dispensary in Las Vegas. Hardeen I mean, Strong. Yeah, I got a... Um, Hardeen. I could never pronounce that shit. I thought it was Jardin. Like, yeah, everybody says Jardin, but it's... But it's, it's the A, so... so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hardeen. I always thought it was Jardin. It's Hardeen. Yeah, it's Hardeen, yeah. And um, I've been Hardeen with going strong. Yeah, I've been going with... I've been with them two years. And um, I got I got uh, my own strand coming out. Well, send us a, send us a pack, you know, like I, said, I, mean, you know what I mean. I most definitely will. Please don't give me no industry talk, Infamous. Nah, I'm gonna no, listen, call you out. I'm gonna call you. Look. I'm gonna remind you. I'm gonna text you that you say you're gonna give me samples. Too easy. <laughs> now, because I need you to sample. Okay, cool. Free cool. Promo, <laughs> free <promo. laughs> oh, yeah. um, I got that coming out. Um, I'm, I'm still producing some records, so you will see some records before 2021 comes. I'm building my website. I never had a website of my own, so mm -hmm. I'm building that right now. And then just producing more records, man. Like you know, uh, I, you know, I can't really tour. I can't mm -hmm. tour with Chris. Uh, we may be doing some virtual shows, but uh, so I, I basically, you know, I'm doing radio. You know, every, we are doing radio live from the crib. Well, mm -hmm. some of us are. Right. My station won't let nobody come back yet, so uh, V, we're you off. Sending the mixes in. Yeah, I pre-record my mixes, send them in. Or if I wanted to do it live, then you know I have uh, you know I have everything to do it live. But you know, and for, let me ask you this: I don't know why I can see you kind of manage it. Would you want to manage an artist, or would you? Would, would no, you no. <laughs> I say this, man. We we're a piece of work, and I know I'm a piece of work as far as like. <laughs> Like I don't have a manager no more, but I know like I know there's what like, it takes. You know what it takes to be a great manager. I, I ain't got that. It's like it's like it's like it's like you managing another. Like if you had a kid or something, it's like it's definitely a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, and I and like I know how my um circle now how they you know deal with me. So I'm like I don't know if I could do that with uh, I don't yeah. know if I could do that. You know what I'm yeah. I got a lot of things coming up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be which I thought was gonna be a, a fucked up year is is turning into a blessing. Like. Yeah. April, yeah. April, April, May, it's looking like. We're kind of nervous. Like, man, no, scared. Wow. Not nervous, scared, yo. I'm sitting there like, me and, me and Luda, we, we, we supposed to be on tour this summer. Tour, and then I had a club tour. And y'all don't do no fucking regular tours. Y'all going to Dubai, y'all going. All of that shit, man. Y'all doing like, over. No, listen, we no had. No passport, what, how many passports you got right now? I'm on my fourth one. Strong, see that Jazzy? Strong, he's so strong. But you know what? It, it what, what turned to like this is supposed to be my like a great like by now so much money, so many opportunities. But in April, May, I was like, man, this is a fucked up year. Shit, yeah. I didn't start feeling stop feeling like that till maybe mid June, mm -hmm. and then because I I learned how to transition from being out to being in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I figured it out for myself, you know. 
So now it's been it's been turning into a a blessing because I got some blessings that that I've signed and came my way and stuff like that. And I'm just like, damn. You ain't gonna give us the first. I, I kind of did already. You just, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we, we, I thought you had some more. I thought you were going to give us some more. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And see, I'm treat, I think I'm, for me, I'm treating this year kind of like, you know, I was a hooper in high school. I, I was one of them starters. In- <laughs> Jazzy. <laughs> I'm treating this Big year point like, guard. Big like, point guard. Basketball game, you know, the first half, you know, was down. But guess what? Yeah. We got a whole second half now so we can come back. And for me, it's starting, you know, everything is looking good. So treat yeah. it. I, feel, I not want to take that analogy for everybody. You know, treat this second half of the year like still fucked up. But now nah, we can, you know, we overcame a lot of stuff as people, as black people. So, you know, we got this second half to look forward to. But M, yeah. drop, them, drop the social handles. Drop Give us the social, man. Like, Give us the oh, social. Yeah, uh, hit me on Twitter. is uh, at DJ Infamous ATL. Hit me on Instagram at DJ Infamous. Hit me on my Facebook. You can go straight to my Facebook. My personal page is Calvin Infamous Donald. Um, the reason why I have a personal page is because I don't know. I've been on it so long that I just didn't feel like trying to make a, a main page for Infamous and just try to, you know what I mean? So I just kept the, you know, I just kept the uh, personal. Hit me on my Twitch backslash is DJ Infamous. When can we catch you on radio? Oh yes, catch me on V103 Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, nine to ten. And Fridays, 10 to 1 a.m., talk to your boys, a movie. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. My right. brother, we definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you. Now, y'all, y'all brought up some, uh, y'all took me back with some memories that I ain't thought about. Uh, we, need, we need you. Like, we, we, like, you always show us love, like, you know right. what I'm saying? So we, we definitely, so we was talking about this. We was like, man, we need infamous. So my brother, much respect, And let me, and let me just love. say one more thing. Yes, sir. I, and I, for, for all the DJs that's watching, DJs, if you set your mind to it, you can do it. You just got to put in the work and don't skip no steps mm. to get to whatever goal you want want to get to. Take the steps because as you're creating the steps along the way can come opportunity. It's creating longevity for yourself. And at the end of the day, when you get to your goal, you didn't put so much work in that when the opportunities come, you'll be ready. When yes. the deals come, you'll be you'll exactly. know how to handle it. You'll yes. and lastly, you'll appreciate the work you put in. You'll sit back and be like, "Yo, I appreciate where I'm at because I knew what it took to get here, and I didn't skip no steps, and I took every step to get here." Like that shit is real, yo. I just want to say that because I really believe that. I really follow that shit. Like yeah. I, I really believe that, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A wise man. <laughs> yeah. wise, wise words, man. We definitely appreciate it, my brother. Nah, thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Been another episode of Jazzy and Facts. On wax, baby. Yeah. These are infamous. <laughs>